You're listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing, the podcast about podcasting. On this show, we talk about how to turn your passion into a podcast that can earn money, fill up your sales funnel, and help you gain super duper confidence along the way. I'm your host, Emily Milling, podcaster, marketer, producer, and lover of all things podcasting. Welcome to another episode of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. I am your host and podcast coach and podcast producer and all things friendly lady. That sounds creepy. Anyway, I'm Emily Milling. And on today's episode, I want to focus on the marketing side of things. And I want to ask you, are you reaching the right people with your marketing? Are you actually getting clients and customers that are awesome? Or are you bringing in clients that don't quite fit? Maybe you're not bringing in clients or customers at all. And boy, that would suck. So today we're going to try to figure out who it is you want to attract and how to do it. Before we jump in, I want to take a quick hot second to read a super sweet listener review from B Buttery that says, Emily is the best. This is an amazing podcast, a must if you are starting a podcast of your own. Oh my gosh, B Buttery, B Buttery. Thank you so much for your kind words. And if you want to check out their podcast, you can go download Food is Culture right now. It's a great show. It's all about delicious food and how it inspires our culture and heritage. I would love to hear from you. Head on over to the Apple Podcasts app. As you're listening to this episode, I would so much appreciate it and love if you could leave me a written review and let me know what you think of the show. It's going to help more people like you find it. It's going to go a long way and I will absolutely shout you out. So make sure you let me know what your podcast is so I can tell people to go listen to that too. Cool. Okay. So today we're talking about, again, are you reaching the right people with your marketing? Is your marketing doing its job? So we got to go back to the basics. We got to talk about your own goals and your own purpose. First of all, what is it that you want to sell or earn revenue from? Is it a product or service? Is it Patreon subscriptions? And then another question that I like to ask is how do you want to impact planet Earth with your content, your product, your services? Because by answering these questions, we're bringing it back to the core fundamental pieces of who you are as a person and what you want to do with your life. If you are doing it in a way that doesn't really make sense for you, you're not going to attract the right people because they're not going to know that you exist. So as I say, make sure you know what your own goals and purpose are. I do have tons of episodes on this type of topic back in the archive of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. I will drop a link in the show notes to an episode or two that you can check out to look at your goal and purpose. But for today, as you have this in your head, I want you to think about who it actually is that you want to reach. Like if you're thinking about how do you want to impact planet Earth with your content, who is it on planet Earth that you're trying to reach in order to have that impact? So here is a list of questions that I like to use to identify who it is that I'm trying to reach with any sort of marketing initiative that I do. First of all, I just start with the basics, very simple basics, personal demographics, which gender do they identify with? What age group do they fit into? Generally, that type of stuff. And then what you want to do is go a little bit further into the psychographics of things. Are they business owners? Do they work for somebody else? That's going to let you know like, if they're going to be making their own decisions or if somebody else makes the decisions and they just do the research and give it to the people who make the decisions. Where do they spend most of their time online? 
Is it on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, or Reddit, or, you know, a myriad of other places? I, for example, spend zero time on LinkedIn. And I apologize to those of you who send me messages on LinkedIn that I check like a month later and I'm like, oops, sorry. But you heard it here. I never check it. I'm not ignoring you. I just like legit hate LinkedIn. So I'm never there. Email me, emily at theultimatecreative.com. That's where I'm at. Another thing that's really important is trying to figure out what motivates them to make decisions, like any type of decision. What makes them buy a particular type of milk versus another? Maybe they like oat milk. Maybe they like cow milk. Maybe they like soy milk. All of these different things. It's going to lead into a really clear picture of who your ideal person is. And figuring out what the motivations are, are going to help with that. So it could be money. Maybe money is the main motivator in deciding whether they want to hand over that cold, hard cash for your product or service or your content. Maybe it's how much money. Maybe it's the value that they're receiving. Maybe it's the quality. Maybe it's the speed. All of these different things. There are a lot of different reasons why people are motivated to make particular decisions. And it's your job as the person who is trying to reach them to figure out what it is that's motivating them so that you can use that motivation as a means to reach them. You also want to think about how much time do they have in their day to listen to podcasts, to read blogs, to scroll through social media, like all of the different channels where you might have your marketing. How much time do they have in their day to actually connect with it? If I think about how much time I have in my day generally, or how much time I would actually spend in my day. I listen to podcasts as I'm running usually, and I spend about an hour a day, give or take, running. In the evening, sometimes I'll go on Pinterest and I'll pin random things just for inspiration as a way to kind of like cool off and think about things and plan for the future and whatever. I'm generally not on social media throughout the day because I like to have that time just to be working on my own stuff. So I'm going to check that probably first thing in the morning and then maybe at the end of the day around 4.45-ish. By understanding their lifestyle and how much time in their day they want to be spending doing different things, that's going to be a really good indication of where you should be putting your marketing efforts, which channels you should be focusing on. Maybe even it's going to determine if your product or service is right for that particular person right? You also want to think about what kind of information do they need to make a decision to hire you or to purchase your product. Some people really like having tons and tons of reviews to read through. Like I think about like the Amazon reviews. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, you want to know that it has at least a review that says, yes, this is a good product. Or if it has zero stars, can you even give zero stars? But like, I want to know that before I buy something that has a higher ticket price. I personally like to know that for my tech. I would look at perhaps word of mouth referrals for a service provider alternatively, right? Or if it's someone who's brand new to me, I would probably want to see a couple of testimonials so that I know that they're not random, out of nowhere, fly-by-night service business. It happens. You can look at how you're making their lives easier with your content or your product or service. And this question I really, really like what brands do they align with most? And this is a really fun example for those of you who live in Canada. If you don't live in Canada, then I will explain it. (laughs) So I like to look at what kind of coffee do you drink? Is it Tim Hortons, Starbucks, or is it a local coffee shop with a very refined organic 
blend of beans. And that is extremely telling, right? Just like the, the different kinds of milk people drink. It's extremely telling. If it's Tim Hortons, I would never in my life touch Tim Hortons. To, okay, this is the explaining part. Right, I have to explain this to you. Tim Hortons is like the most disgusting coffee of all time. And if you're listening to this and you're Canadian, I think it's also in America too. It is, it's awful. Let's be real. It's like clear nothingness in a cup of doom and sadness. I really dislike Tim Hortons coffee, if you couldn't tell. And then there's Starbucks coffee, which is like, again, it's another chain, but it's, it's reliably the exact same kind of coffee. I like it because it is strong and it has a lot of flavor to it versus Tim Hortons, which it, it doesn't. It tastes like old socks. <laughs> People could say that about Starbucks coffee too. And then, you know, there is the local coffee place. And I'm not a huge fan of those because I feel like they over roast their beans and it's just like too much and it ends up tasting like burnt ash in my mouth. So I guess I'm, you know, middle of the road Starbucks kind of person and more than happy to spend money on coffee that I know reliably tastes good to me, like what I would brew at home. So by looking at the different types of brands people like to purchase from, you can really get a lot of information out of who they are. Like someone who's buying at a local coffee shop is probably way more in touch with the environment and also a lot of other things that I wish and I could aspire to be and, and probably not as ethical as I should be and would like to be. But you get what I mean. And you can apply this to lots of different types of brands to get a clearer picture of who it is you're trying to reach. You could also do this with the types of podcasts they're listening to or the types of blogs they're reading or any other thing that they engage with. What TV are they watching? What movies do they like? Another really great question is what stirs up an emotional reaction, good or bad for them? If you are focused on selling something related to money, money is a big emotional thing. So drilling down and figuring out what those emotional reactions are will help you to figure out how to tailor your products or services and your messaging and all of your marketing to those emotions so that you get a positive reaction. And then finally, the last question I like to ask is what are their core values? What are three things that they value above everything else? Is it family? Is it money? Is it time? Whatever it is, list those and then look at the percentage, like how much percent does money matter to them? How much percent does family matter to them? That's going to also help you, again, figure out what motivates them to make their key decisions. What are the brands that they identify with the most? What are they listening to? All of these different things. The core values are essential to help you figure this part out. So now that you have this person laid out in front of you, are they the people that you're actually reaching right now? And think about this for real. If you're like, I really want to attract hipsters age 25 to 35 who have an iPhone and really love listening to the Joe Rogan show, they love eating vegan, they're vegans. If you're attracting a whole bunch of carnivores that listen to Busy Phillips is trying her best, then maybe you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? And that can kind of suck when you realize that. Like I realized that way back a couple of months ago, I was like, oh, I'm actually putting the completely wrong messaging out into the world and the wrong channels and all of that sort of stuff. I am not attracting the right people at all to my business. So I had to make a big change. And one of the ways that I did that was through market research. That sounds a little bit scary, I think, to some people if you haven't done it before, but it is easier than it looks. 
So one of the things I'm going to recommend is checking out a couple of courses. There is Christy Sigelski's course, The Six Figure Sales Funnel, and then there's Sarah Vartanian's course, The List Playbook. Those are two mini courses. I think they were about $37 each. Anyway, they're very helpful to figure out some of these market research things. So start by checking out Facebook groups or Quora or subreddits that are connected to your niche and then the people that you want to serve. And then what you want to do is develop a survey that asks questions that will determine how this audience likes to receive information, their buying habits, etc. all these different things, everything we looked at in the audience persona section. You might ask questions like, if given the choice between speed or cost, which would you prefer? Or what information do you need before deciding to purchase a product? And then follow that up with a few multiple choice options like, I need to know all the details or I need to talk to someone before I buy. By asking these questions, you can see more clearly whether you have a match between what you're currently doing with your marketing and your messaging and what your customers actually want from you. And it's so important to not skip these steps, right? Because when I say to people, you have to ask your audience directly and they kind of give me like a blank stare, like, how do I do that? How do I do that if I don't have an audience yet, for example? Yeah, that sucks. But these are channels like Facebook groups, Quora, subreddits. These are all really great channels for you to actually ask these questions without an audience already established. Now we're going to look at messaging. So depending on your specific area of product or service offering, you're going to tailor your messaging to speak directly to the people that you want to attract. Things to avoid would be corporate lingo. If you're not talking to corporate people, you're talking to more casual people, you don't want to have corporate lingo. Using things like or terms like Q3 of 2020 makes absolutely no sense when I'm talking to entrepreneurs. And yet for some reason, I like to use that lingo all the time. It's something I need to train myself out of. People don't necessarily identify with it because it's not part of what their normal vocabulary includes. And if you're not from a corporate world, if you haven't used this stuff before, it's going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, a really great example for me is explaining different podcast elements. Someone who's brand new to podcasting but would like to have a podcast doesn't need to know the absolute intricate details of frequency ranges, for example. So if I'm telling you, like, the mic you need needs to have this particular frequency spectrum on and blah, 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 it means absolutely nothing to you, right? Because this isn't part of your world. So when you're looking at your messaging, it needs to match the people that you're trying to attract. If I'm trying to attract new podcasters, I want to be talking about things like how to plan an episode, how to make sure your audio sounds good, not how to set the frequency range of your microphone to fully encapsulate the entirety of your voice in this soft, silky smoothness. It doesn't make any sense. It has to be tailored again to the people who you are trying to attract. Now say, if I am trying to attract people who are very experienced podcasters and I want to include all of that stuff, yeah, you can absolutely expect me to be nerding out on all this audio jargon, but that's not necessarily a good idea if that's not who I'm trying to attract. Again, I cannot recommend enough Sarah Vartanian's podcast, which is called The Launch Playbook and her course, The List Playbook, and Christy Sigelski's podcast, Captivate and Convert, and her course, The Six-Figure Sales Funnel. Both are amazing and both are super, super helpful for your messaging. So I won't go into more detail on this because I think you should go check out their stuff to learn more about what they have to say. It's really, really mind-blowing stuff, truly. Okay, next I want to talk about channels. So are you using the right marketing channels, podcasts, blogs, social media, etc.? So let's say your target audience is male gamers and you're using Instagram 
you may want to consider something like Reddit. Frankly, I have no idea where male gamers hang out because I am not one, but that's up to you to decide and figure out for yourself. If I'm looking to attract entrepreneurs, I'm most likely not going to be looking at LinkedIn because I feel like LinkedIn is generally more suited for corporate or people who are looking to get hired for to work in different places, not necessarily the entrepreneur side. I do find a lot of entrepreneurs on Pinterest, on Instagram, in other group forums, things like that. Those are the channels that I like to focus on. So you have to think about what is the channel or are the channels that are going to have the most impact because you don't want to waste your time and your energy and your money looking at channels that do not work for you. And finally, I want to touch on your own values. I truly believe this is the most important part of this entire episode because I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of lose their way when we get so inundated with all of this, do this, do that, do this, blah, blah, blah. If you want to be successful, you must do it my way. The reality is you need to do what feels right for you and absolutely nothing else. And for me to say that, like, I would very much love for you to have a podcast and learn how to do that with me. But if podcasting isn't right for you, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to waste your time on that. If it doesn't feel right, that's not a good idea for you, right? It has to work for you. Just know that. If someone's saying that this is the only way to do a thing, they're not right because you are all different people. Anyway, make sure that you connect to this purpose that you have on a deep personal level. If you don't, you're likely going to find that you've been faking it this whole time and it's making you miserable. And when we're miserable, we just attract more misery. And at least that's what I've found. The more angry I am about what it is that I am putting into the world, the more angry people come at me and seem to want to work with me. But luckily, the reverse is true. And if you listen to my episode uh, that I did at the very end of 2020, I talk a lot about this, about how choosing to value my core values and the things that I love meant finding more people that were right for me. Anyway, that's a great episode to listen to if you want to hear more about that. When we talk about authenticity, and I know this is like a major divider among marketers, really what it means is just being true to yourself, writing how you usually write or speaking how you usually speak. I generally get the feedback that I'm exactly how I am on my podcast and my videos and social as I am in person, but that wasn't always the case because again, see my last point on misery attracting misery I was a big phony faker, not on purpose. I just thought that that's what people expected of me. I thought they expected me to be like really prim and polished and put together. But the reality is that my brain sometimes just stops mid-sentence, mid-thought. And then it just, it takes forever to get it back. Thank goodness for the power of editing, honestly, because I would be lost without it. These are really important things to consider too. Again, it comes down to, does it work for you? And if it doesn't, you don't have to do it. And the more you do things that actually feel good to you, the more your personality will come out and the more you'll feel more like yourself. Just remember that no one else cares about your business, your goals, your content, or anything that you do as much as you do. They're all busy caring about their own things. And it's not like a selfish thing. It's just that we all spend all our time with ourselves. And of course, we're looking out for number one. And darlings, if you're not looking for number one, please start. Because again, no one else is going to care as much as you do. So Whatever you're doing must connect with you on a deep personal level. And that's how you're going to find the right people with your marketing. And on that note, that is the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this, if you found it valuable, if you think someone would like it, I invite you to leave me a little written review and share this episode with someone who you think could find it useful. Go out into the world and find your people. You will be so much happier for it. Make sure that you are doing all the things that you need to be doing in order to attract them. And that's it. Have a lovely day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find this show. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Milling. And if you're looking for a podcast producer, look no further, darlings. I'm here to help you. Send me an email at emily at theultimatecreative.com. You can also check out theultimatecreative.com slash start a podcast to help you get ready to share your voice with the world. Music.